On today's episode of the USA Powerlifting Podcast, you're going to hear from our president, Larry Maley, followed by from Mark Giles in England, all about USA Powerlifting International and what our plans are for the future. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of the USA Powerlifting Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Carrillo, and once again, I'm joined by Larry Maley, our president. Larry, how's it going? It's been a minute since we last talked. Uh, going well so far. Yeah, we've had quite a year. Uh, you know, I, I am the state chair of Arizona, so I get all of the updates on our membership, and we've already surpassed uh, where we ended last year on membership, right? Yeah, we're about a thousand ahead at this point. That's amazing. So lots and lots more people checking out what USA Powerlifting is about, and, and some of that growth we can actually attribute to what we're doing internationally, right? I'm, I'm sure. Not just a straight membership, but the idea that people are soon going to have places to go and, and international competition. And as we like to say, powerlifting tourism, go places they want to go and meet with their friends. So we expect that's a big factor as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, before we dive in more to what's going on internationally, I know we just announced the World Cup. Uh, we are just a few days out from the start of Raw Nationals, our biggest event of the year. Uh, I know you're heading out there soon. I myself am going to be there for a few days refereeing and volunteering. Do you have any thoughts about the, the national championships that are upon us? Well, it's going to be big. I, I guess I would say that. Um, our target really is to run at least draw nationals as a meet with a thousand lifters or more. Um, so over the course of Thursday through Sunday, um, there'll be three sessions a day, um, sessions during the day with weight classes and prime time in the evening. Um, so it, it will be a show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the amount of attention and desire that Raw Nationals gets yearly still blows my mind. It has not yielded. The amount of people that want to go to Nationals just grows every year. But, you know, in the best interest of having a, a large meet, but also a meet that is meaningful to attend and compete in, you know, we, we tend to raise qualifications. And, uh, you know, some folks have some kind of feelings about that. And the fact that it does fill up months out, you know, do you have any thoughts about some of the complaints we've had about folks upset that it filled up basically immediately, you know? Well, I, I think it speaks to the demand. Um, people really want to come and be part of Raw Nationals, but, and as I said, and, and I did in yeah, each of the meets I speak at, I go to all the national meets and I speak at them and I say, you know, ideally we'd like to have meets with 2,500 people, but it's not possible infrastructure wise and so our objective really is to add something that that is if not as attractive it's still attractive for people to do and if you look at our regional meets in the last year those have stepped up significantly to from the point of being fairly small meets sort of attended locally to meets where there are two to four hundred lifters in them um, the production values really approach what you see at raw nationals and and the organization. Um, so that's the alternative for people who ultimately can't make raw nationals, I think, for us. And we look for those meets only to grow to be four or 500 lifter meets, five or six of them across the country, with the next step up being raw nationals. Yeah, and that was the whole vision when we launched the regional plan years ago. And it's, it's really great to see it really filling out and, and having people excited to go to uh, regionals. and. One thing that when I spoke to Mark Giles, who everyone's going to hear from shortly as a part of this podcast, 
you know, the reason why a lot of folks are so eager for USA Powerlifting International is the product. It's the the kind of competitions that we put on in the standard that we've set. And the fact that regionals is now basically approaching a national level quality, I think gives lifters an incredible opportunity to, to travel and compete at a higher level. It may not be not nationals, but that, that's okay. It's just a part of the journey to get to nationals eventually, right? It, it is that. And, and as the regional meets grow and become more and more competitive and basically more and more desirable as places to go and meets to be in, the, the value of being a regional champion in USA powerlifting increases as well. Um, if, if you go and you compete against 20 people in your weight class at regionals and you win, that's a legitimate bragging right. Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. So Raw Nationals again coming up in Memphis. We're going to live stream the whole weekend. For those that are attending, you're going to love the production that USA Powerlifting is, is going to have for you. We will see you there. Um, and we're excited. So on the next topic, something that we just announced recently is our World Cup. Uh, the amount of attention that USA Powerlifting International's gotten from other nations is really shocking to me. You know, when I, I knew we were heading down this path, I, I thought eventually, you know, we're definitely going to get quite a few member nations on board. But the fact that it's happened so quickly and now we have this World Cup event, you know, something like 60 or 80 nations, I think we have membership representation of. Right, Larry? 83 at last count. Yeah, that's that's mind blowing. Uh 83 nations uh, want a part of, of what we're doing. And uh, folks tuning in, you're going to hear from Mark Giles, our partner in England. USA Powerlifting England is going to be starting with a bang, and they have a whole Europe tour planned, actually. But before we get to that, Larry, you know, announcing the World Cup ruffled a few feathers, I think. I think it's important to share the, the thought process behind why we're doing that, the significance of it, and, and kind of what people can expect from the event now and in the future. Sure. Um, it, it really comes down to you need to start somewhere and you need to start something um, that people will enjoy doing. Um, I, I think that when you, when you consider what the responsibility and what the cost is and the commitment is to compete at a world level, um, it, it has to have value for people. So, you know, you could, you could look out there at the other models of world competition but they're very exclusive and they're very difficult to get with. So we arrived at a cup format where um, certainly the elite level lifters will go and what you're going to see over the next few months is, is the refinement of the team process in the World Cup meets. But what we really wanted was an opportunity for other people to get to compete internationally. And if you, if you look at USA powerlifting historically, about 1% of the people the 2% of the people who are members of USA powerlifting ever had that opportunity. Um, and, and now other people will as well. Um, people who, who have always wanted to compete internationally, maybe didn't quite get the invitation because they were not quite there yet. Um, and so the cup concept allows us to allow other people to come as well. Um, people who, um, are maybe not quite as elite of lifters, but but people who um, do want to come and be part of a, a world event and and compete with their friends internationally. So it, it really will have two aspects, and that's the the elite aspect, but 
the other folks as well who um, want to come and sit in front of international referees and compete against people from other nations and and have a good time basically competing internationally. Yeah, I, I really love that you said that because Mark uh, said the same thing. You know, I, I've known Mark since I was 21 when I went to my first uh, world championship. And over the years, uh, seven or eight times now, he and I have gotten back together at these events and made incredible memories with our friends. And he made a great point. He said, Ryan, why should we be the only ones that have that opportunity? The local grassroots folks need to have the same ability to go out, make these friends, compete internationally, challenge themselves, and have a great time if they want to. And so this avenue now gives people that opportunity, which I think is, is incredible. And, and I also want to add, because I, I can hear the critics now, well, you're, um, you know, that's hurting what a world-level event is supposed to be about. And I think we can all disagree with that. Um, yes, the elite lifters are going to have their avenue here, but because it's the cut model, we're still going to have that prestige along with the opportunity for others to lift, right? Yeah. And here's a, a little bit of history for you. So I've, I've coached at 57 internationals and, and in, over the course of those, and especially at times when I was a head coach, one of the things I always tried to do because, you know, because of travel and cost and, and time frames and whatever, we didn't always fill teams with the most elite of lifters. And my objective was always to take at least two or three development slots to every meet. And the, the reason is obviously for the experience for them. Um, but you never know who's going to be the next elite level lifter. And you never know what that experience and the value of that experience is going to be for people. And so someone who, who ranked 23rd but got a slot because there happened to be one open may well come back and have had the best experience of their life and tell all of their friends and, and, and make significant changes for them. And one of the things I also said is if you go and compete at a world-level meet, you come home and you're 10% better just by virtue of having been in that environment. And, and so that's what the cup model offers for people, a chance to make a significant step up in their, in their competition, but in their lives as well. That's great, Larry. And I think if folks take a moment to think about it critically and get off the internet and get out of the comment section and think about why we're doing this, they're going to all get behind it. And it's just like uh, any decision that, that we make when you're at the top and you're under scrutiny, there's always going to be people who have an opinion uh, to the opposite. So thanks for sharing that. I didn't even really understand or know the reasoning behind it, but it makes complete sense. And I, I'm really excited to see uh, our folks going abroad to compete. Um, the Euro tour is coming up that, that Marcus talked about, which he'll go into more detail. But what are your thoughts from a high level on the significance of something like this, where we're already getting Western Europeans excited on top of, of course, our greatest allies in England? Well, I, I think, again, it's, it's a place where people want to go. Um, a, a lot of folks who want to go out and, and participate in the Euro Tour, not just the Europeans, but, but us as well, want to go back and reestablish those friendships and, and frequently want to go to Europe because it's a friendly place for us, honestly. Um, and so it'll be very attractive, I think, for people. Um, We've been talking and kicking around the idea of world meets in Europe as well. Um, talking about Asia as well, they're very active. Um, 
but places for people to go. Um, we sort of pioneered that concept, I guess, with the Australian Open last year. Um, and, and we want to continue it. I mean, that's sort of what it's about at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think uh, it's been really great to hear this insight. I don't really have any other questions. Do you have anything you want to say related to nationals or, or the World Cup or anything? Larry, you and I talked at Bench and Youth Nationals, and you mentioned a really exciting project that you were working on. Do you have any details you want to share about that? Sure. Um, when you roll into to nationals this week, you're going to see something that looks a little bit different. And the little bit different is that we've been working over the past just about a year to brand USA powerlifting equipment with our partner, Texas Drink System. And, and so you're going to see um, USA powerlifting bars and plates. Um, you're going to see USA powerlifting Texas Drink System racks um, and platforms. And those that's equipment that, that we're going to travel the country with. And we have a 53-foot container that goes from meat to meat. Um, which will be a basically a pro series meet in a box. The equipment will be a, a function of the pro series, um, be available for pro meets, but for national meets as well. And and we're going to change up the look. And that equipment um, not only will be will be available for us, but it'll be available for purchase for people as well. So in the future, you can look to having in your own gym. Um, USA powerlifting equipment. Wow, that's that's incredible to hear. Um, quite a development, just a further sign of the exciting things to come as we continue to grow and provide the best powerlifting product on the market. I've also spoke to Larry, our president, and he laid out this vision for USA Powerlifting International that, you know, in the next couple of years could create this entire system, kind of what Ollie talked about. What do you think are some of the reasons it could fail? What are some of the issues that you, you foresee and you want to address so that we can pursue this and help make sure lifters are getting the absolute best opportunities to compete? I think obviously I mentioned a minute ago about staying on track with those, those ethos and those values and staying with that in mind. And obviously that's got to remain at the center of it drug-free is, is the way we, we're going with it and that's obviously a sort of central idea and I think like we were talking about earlier not losing sight of the sort of lower level lifters the fringe lifters make sure every event is focused around creating brilliant experiences for everybody no matter what level they're at no matter where they are always building into that idea that people deserve to have top level experiences regardless of what level they're lifting at just because you're national or international doesn't mean that you're more important than the divisional lifter and I think building it top to bottom like that, considering the grassroots and working your way up all the time and keeping everybody in the picture is the best way to achieve what the USAPL want to achieve. And that's ultimately why we've decided to sort of join in. I'm joined by one of my great friends, Mark Giles and Ollie Roberts from across the pond, who are USA Powerlifting England's representatives. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Yeah, we're good. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Fine, Ryan. How's you and your, your, you and your good lady doing? Good. Oh, we're doing great. Uh, life is good. We're just getting out of summer here. It's still, you know, life in the desert, but we're optimistic that we've made it through the, the brunt of things and we're excited to welcome fall and beautiful weather here in Phoenix. How are, how are things in England? As dreary as usual? Unbelievably, this has been the warmest month, September. August oh. was a washout completely. Oh, rain, man. rain, rain. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it's not raining in powerlifting world. There's a lot going on. I'm not sure if you two are aware, but our biggest event of the year, Raw Nationals, is quickly approaching. It is next week in Memphis, Tennessee. I will be heading out there to referee and make sure these lifters uh, uphold the standard and, of course, see all my friends from across the United States. But more excitedly, we're here to talk about what's been happening with USA Powerlifting International, specifically how things are in England, what what exactly the future looks like. And, you know, that, that's why I want to talk to you two. And just to give folks a little context, USA Powerlifting International is still a new growing arm of our organization. Wade Johnson is leading up the committee responsible for this. And we already have quite a few member nations. Uh, I think we have over 80 countries represented in our membership. Uh, not that many, of course, are hosting events, but one of the exciting additions to coming into the fray here is England. And uh, why don't you guys just share a bit about how this process has been going and kind of what's on the horizon from your perspective for events in England? Uh, yeah, it's been really good. We started off having conversations last year about how we could make it happen over here, just because we sort of had a real sort of integral alignment with what everything you guys were doing. You, you sort of look on the rules and everything like that. And we thought it was a brilliant fit. So we started those conversations and we're looking at having, we've got an internal test event at the end of this month. That's sort of just the people that are involved at the moment and making sure all the systems work and everything's in place, ready for our first sort of larger event, which will be towards the end of November. And then awesome. I'll, uh, I'll let so, Mark feel a little bit more about that. Yeah, I guess, you know, I think what's curious and what would be helpful for people to know is why USA Powerlifting International? You guys are your own country. You, you have your own established history of powerlifting and organizations, et cetera. You know, why choose what we're doing internationally? Well, the big the big thing for me is a drug testing. The big thing for me. 10% drug testing is, is on the mark for me. That's perfect. That's what I want to see at all competitions. I don't want to go into competitions where there's no drug testing because how can you call yourself a drug-free sport if you're not drug testing? That's my opinion anyway, Ryan. So yeah, yeah. yeah, drug testing at every level is the key, right? You don't want just to test the elite uh, athletes and even then a small percentage of elites at a world championship event because that just encourages doping because we know there's uh, countless athletes globally who have gamed the system and know how to cycle micro microdose and beat these tests, frankly. So the randomized drug testing at all levels is is an effective way to catch people. Would you agree? Of course, of course. Yeah, absolutely. You know, math, you know that's, that, that's the only way to control it is regular, every event, 10% drug testing. That, 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 that's beautiful for me without competition testing as well. That, we cover all the bases then. So tell me a bit about how things were done before in England. Like, were you guys drug testing locally or was it really only those folks headed to worlds that may get drug tested? Ah, uh, very, very random, very random. I mean, it's, it's as as we know, it's expensive to drug test and um, we just weren't doing it. We just weren't doing it, Ryan. So, you know, and I, you know me, a lot of my good friends are, are, are in USAPL anyway. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, always, it's always the minute, you know, the split happened, it was a no-brainer for me. It was a no-brainer. Okay. The reason it took so long is because last year, I had a new hip. Uh -huh. I don't want to get over the healing process before we start <clears throat> before we start sure. doing things, you know. 
a very common issue in power lifters. Yeah, new hips are on the future for many of us, I think. But glad yours is yeah. is healed up and doing well. I'm curious, the, the kind of uh, lifters that you're going to attract, like, are, are you optimistic that you're going to get a strong cohort of people who align with your drug, with our drug-free ethos to come to these events there in England? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will. Well, you know, we're going to have a good, we're going to have a good turnout. The way, obviously, it's going to lead into what we're going to talk about. We're, what we really want to talk about is a thing that we're going to do called the, the Euro Tour, which has been a concept of mining knowledge for a while. We thought it up and, you know, um, and we'll talk later about other nations that have come on board and stuff. But yeah, that's, 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 we've got, we've got this, this is a nucleus of it is going to be this Euro Tour. That's great. Um, Tell us a bit about the, the Euro Tour since, since you brought it up. Okay, so the idea was, you see, from England, I can fly to Amsterdam in 40 minutes. I can fly to Dublin in 40 minutes. I can fly to Paris in an hour. Okay, very, very close. You know, it's probably easier than getting to London sometimes to get into these places. So my idea was, why don't we hold an event for, like, like they're doing golf, blah, blah, in each of these countries and have a finals at the end of the year? Yeah. So we're going to have an event in England in November. That'll be the first event on the Euro Tour. Um, then we're going to do one in March in Amsterdam with um, Rowan Jugi, who are the who are the chair and president over there. Um, and one we we'll have to check. We we'll have to change the date of that because the World Cup will open about July, so maybe August now. And then in November, hopefully, we're just in discussions at the minute. Could possibly in Dublin. For the finals that's exciting um, is it going to be open to all usa powerlifting members so if i wanted to go compete i can travel you can come you can compete and you can and you know we're doing it on a ranking system so that when we do the finals it's done a ranking system but everybody can still compete it will just mean that the top 10 open men and women will be like prime time the top five masters one masters two masters three they'll be sort of prime time as well yeah that's, that's great so you know, a lot of our listeners are are newer. They they're not really even familiar with the international arm of competition. And many, mm -hmm. if they're traveling, it's it's interstate travel. But as you know, um, we love to travel and compete internationally. It's a big reason why we stayed involved with powerlifting as long as we did. You know, you and I met when I was 22 at a world level meet, and seven or eight subsequent times have, you know, reunited at these yeah. events. And it's a big factor for many of our longer tenured members to to keep competing they want to compete internationally and this is an opportunity to do that and for younger people it's a chance for you to to leave the united states and go compete with folks in the netherlands and france and england ireland and that's an exciting prospect so i'm i'm excited to hear that this is in the works yeah so uh, open to all if you're a usapl member you can come along and the idea is the rule i'll explain that if You've got to do one of these events to get to the finals, basically. So if you come along and say compete in England in November, you'll be on the rankings list and that will qualify you for the event in November. So you've got to compete in one of the first three events to get to Palestine. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And of course, we'll have to we'll, we'll, we'll share more details, folks, as, as this gets finalized. The International Committee will uh, put some information out there. But this is a good high level discussion to know that, hey, it's coming. You're going to have this opportunity. These are the kind of the dates we're looking at, but um, just want to be careful not to say it's 100% confirmed and it's working this way. It's in progress. It's going to happen. Uh, we're working out the details, right? 
Yeah, exactly. So Ollie will tell you the first two two events set in stone. So these are definitely going to happen. It's the November the twenty fifth and twenty sixth in England, and March the twenty third and twenty fourth in Holland. So they'll be the first two round events. So like you say, Ryan, they'll be sort of we'll set out in concrete how the qualifying and the numbers that will go through to the final and how you'll earn those places. <laughs> but those two round events that are open to anyone who is a USAPL member will be on those dates. Are, are you guys ready for a bunch of Americans to come over there? I mean, you, how big of an event are you trying to have? Because we may take up every single spot and no, no English will get to compete. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We didn't think about that. No, we, we, we've got plenty of space. And, plenty of space. And, and like you say, we're, we're able to accommodate lifters from America that's as well right. as any other lifters from Europe. We've had a bit of interest from the Dutch already. Oh, that's that, that's exciting. And I, I want to give some more context. Mark, you can help me with this. A lot of people don't understand um, the history of what's happened internationally, why lifters are frustrated, why people from Holland would make a decision to fly across the pond to go compete in a different federation than they're used to. You know, can you tell folks a little bit about the European perspective on um, what, what's gone down over the past few years internationally and why there's such demand for what USA Powerlifting is delivering? Well, it's, it's, it's a product, obviously, um, but the way we're, the way we're going to approach it, like USA PL do, it's, it's a sport for everybody, Ryan. And this is where it, 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 powerlifting stumbles a bit in my eyes. So I used to go abroad with you all them years, all them years you went abroad, but you were saw the same lifters year after year. I mean, it was good for camaraderie, but what about the lower level lifters? You know, the ones who aren't quite there, or what about, you know, the 60 year old lady in the gym who, who'd love to compete abroad, which can't get the team. This gives a chance for them to go, go abroad, meet new people and, you know, interact with other people of other nations. So I think it's, you know, I think it'll be, I think it's a great concept myself, so. Yeah, it, it's more access to something that was previously, like you said, just just the same people every year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And all, as as good as it was, Ryan, we know it, how good it was. But one, day, I was talking to one of the young lads in the gym last week, actually, and I, I, I was discussing about one of the times we've been abroad, and you know, one of the you know one of the after parties that we that we used to a legendary and and he says, "Guy," he says, "I'd love to be a part. I'd love to have been a part of that." And I, and that. That things like that ring alarm bells in my head, you know. I think, why can't you be a part of that? Why can't you go abroad? And why can't you, you know, just because you're not that elite level lifter? What, what you should be able to, powerlifting should be for everyone, Ryan, in my eyes. You're right. And I've had a similar experience, you know, um, being around a table with folks who have been there and then the ones that weren't, they're like, man, I wish I could have been there. Or how can I recreate that? Well, that's a common thing is, how can we go recreate that? Well, this sounds like a way to do that where you have an event that's abroad and if you have the means you can go compete and maybe have as great an experience and form these friendships that that we've been fortunate enough to form ourselves you know exactly you know i mean we we, we talk a lot you know um it just shows, you know it's it's a power of powerlifting you know you know because we've had these meetings and i talk to you a lot jonah jeff donovan it's great you know lifelong friends now just from powerlifting but i want to see more of that i want to see I want to see everybody exposed to that, you know. Yeah, definitely. And would you say in England and and you know Holland, wherever, there's similar feelings that that that's what people are really wanting, and is that why you think this is going to be successful? Well, I went over to Holland actually and had a meeting with the lads in Holland. Um, was it two months ago, Ollie? Yeah, about two months ago. Uh, great lad, Jugenro. Great lads. 
love powerlifting um and they already for the event in england uh on the 20th 20th it's actually going to be in our local town Orncastle. they already have got 30 lifters coming over 30 plus Whoa. lifters. wow okay of all levels of all levels you know from sub juniors to masters which is phenomenal is, you know the man that's exciting yeah yeah um but tony mm -hmm. from good friend of mine tony from france tony child from france he's going to bring some lifters from france also he's big on the oh, ethos as well so yeah that's yeah. great so yeah. hopefully some of our folks american folks listening to this are getting excited to know this is existing and there's already there's for sure going to be international folks there that you can compete against definitely that's yeah great. and I'm speaking to another friend of mine, Jay, Jay Farrant, and him and Gar and a couple of the other ones in Ireland. They've they've come on board with the USAPL as well. So that they're gonna hold it. Do you know Jay who runs the ABS powerlifting series? I don't know. ABS powerlifting series. I'll send you a video. It's phenomenal. He's he's in Ireland. Say, yeah, in Ireland, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I'm familiar with it, yeah. Yeah. He runs a he runs phenomenal events, phenomenally, and and you know to have somebody on like that on board is just just a plus for us, really, just a plus, yeah. you know. So where do you see this in in maybe five years, if if it all aligns to what you're envisioning? What does this all look like in five years? I suppose in five years you're looking at having a, a fully set up system where you've got from the divisional level to that international level where inclusions kept high and, and the drug testing is kept high and everything is kept to those those values and that ethos we were just talking about and the reasons that we came over and i think it's what what the strength of usapl is is that they haven't lost sight of any of that it's not that the bigger it gets they start to scale down in any other aspects and i think that in five years time you can look at a fully fleshed out system that's still built on those same fundamental principles we're on now yeah, very better said than I could have said it, and I think uh, a lot of folks will, that have been in our org a long time will will really resonate with that. Uh, what do you have to say? I'm, you know, I'm going to throw this out there because it's on people's minds. We we announced the World Cup. Um, what do you have? What, what do you have to say to people who are frustrated that we're going to try to create another World Championship and crown more leaders? Mark, do you have any thoughts? Um, I think it's a fantastic move same thing again get people together get you know you know we can come from england we can come from ireland we can come from france we can come from holland we can go to america and lift in america fantastic mm -hmm. you know it's about getting together it's about being a community and, and that's the most important thing to me yeah and would you say the other brand that's out there is doing a poor job at that i, I mean personally as someone who did his first ipf event when he was 21 a little over a decade ago, I've seen the transformation and it's disheartening to see how, what it's turned into. And that's why I'm personally excited that USA Powerlifting is stepping up to the plate. And I think all my European friends, you included, have felt the same way. And so when this opportunity is here, that's why more and more people are gonna flock to it is because we're tired of the same old BS, you know? What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, we just think that the USAPL offer the chance to have that international system and, and not be chasing what's essentially a pipe dream that's sort of running them into the ground, as we're seeing with other organisations, where they're chasing this ambition at the cost of the experience of the lifter. And what yeah. I think, taking away from any of this sort of idea of, 
I've seen online complaints about, oh, there'll be a USAPL world champion. It's not about that. That's not why anyone powerless. We're doing it because we want to go to great events with great people and build those connections like we've already spoke about and go to those events that are memorable. And however that happens, and doing a World Cup is, is a brilliant idea to make sure that people get the experiences. That's why we partake in this, what is essentially a hobby for people. You know, we're, we're really excited about it all. I said this concept for Euro Tour. I mean, hopefully, you know, the, the, we, 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 you know, we're going to do these four events on the Euro Tour this year. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, we'll, I'm talking to a sponsor tomorrow, so hopefully there's going to be prize money, that sort of thing, at the yeah. finals event. Um, we're going to bring bench pressing as well. The other thing we're going to do at this event in um, November is a push pull. So we're going to have a pu- part of it's going to be a push pull meet. So a lot of the older guys oh. are really up for it, as you can imagine. Guys have the vision, right? Um, and, and more importantly, you're doing the work. It's one thing to have the idea. It's another to actually execute upon it. And I think our folks here in the States are only going to get more and more excited as these opportunities continue to show up. And they have an opportunity to fly across the pond and compete and get a taste of what you and I have been talking about. Um, is there anything else you guys want to share? Any thoughts that you have? Just, well, I must, you know, it's just, you say it's me and Ollie, but I must mention the other lads. I must mention uh, Ro and Robin and Jugie in Holland. They're doing a fantastic job over there. Um, Tony in Paris uh, and Jay, God, they've come on board now. They've, um, they're going to do an amazing job. And I think that's what will make it work, is people working together. Not just one person, everybody everybody working together. Yeah. And that's that's where we fall down sometimes. We talk, one person tries to do everything, and that's not how it should be. It should we should all work together. I mean, we've we've we formed a committee in in England for now. It's until we get bigger. And uh, what we've got six people on the committee. Yeah, it's getting bigger every week. So, and they're all trained up. Ollie, Ollie, Richard, and um, Molly. Yeah. They've all done the drugs course. Uh, we've got numerous referees. We're getting a couple more referees on board. We've got a technical chairman. I'm going to be the competition secretary or director whichever director, word whichever, word, whichever 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 fancy word it is and ollie's going to be the chair because he's he's the best spoken <laughs> so heck yeah okay um well gentlemen thank you for your time uh i know we're going to keep talking and sharing updates as this your euro tour evolves um thanks again for joining us on the usa powerlifting podcast and we'll talk to you later